Once in a while, we grab a steak from a restaurant, and I take half of it to go so I can eat it cold as a snack later. Instead of a giant to-go box for my little bit of steak, I ask for tin foil to wrap the steak in so it fits my purse. Basilios gives me gross face when I whip out my foil-covered steak from my purse and start munching on it. Well, then he proceeds to drink one of those store-brought generic shitstorm shakes, so I give him gross face right back. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. We are just about a month into our travels as we take this podcast on tour of the United States. As you might know by now, we are living in our van, so we don't have the luxuries of a refrigerator, a stove, or really much storage at all. We are traveling through multiple time zones and adapting to the various weather conditions as we migrate from place to place around the country. We are meeting a lot of really great people, visiting a lot of really great places, and building new relationships with people you just can't do over the phone. We've only been flipped the bird once so far by another driver. Not quite the honk and wave if you see us response, but after many hours of driving, it was a nice change in scenery. A young guy did walk into a pillar checking out the van at a gas station, and I had to speed walk to get inside to hide my laugh. I'm not very good at holding back when things are funny, especially if someone trips. The obnoxious flailing of the arms, the ridiculous fall, I'm done. We did get an honest question from a young guy asking us what the podcast, The Everything Else in Bodybuilding, is about. Basilios was stuck for a moment, not sure how to respond, but he was great about it and encouraged him to listen to the show. I'm actually talking to you right now from Santa Fe, New Mexico, in a two-star hotel room I got last minute on the Hotwire app. It feels good to have some space that we can sit down in and kick our feet up. Vasilios has been inspired to write music, so it's been nice to have what I call living room concerts while I work on my computer. We haven't had a good night's sleep in weeks, so it is a real treat to be here. As you can imagine, there is a lot of instability when living in a van and not having simple pleasures. So how do we manage being a bodybuilder during all of this? We've settled into somewhat of a rhythm now with our eating patterns. We both consume a lot of protein, so we supplement with at least one meal replacement shake a day so Vasilios doesn't have to grill our protein on the side of the road more than one to two times a day. We ran out of those meal replacement shakes that I love and grabbed a box of some generic chemical shitstorm meal replacements from the grocery store until we can resupply ourselves with the good stuff. The store-bought shakes taste gross and give me heartburn from all the gums and fake thickeners in them. 
but it's an easy way to get 30 grams of protein in. It does take me forever to drink them, but eventually I get it down. Meal replacement shakes in powder form are good for flying too, because you can bring a shaker cup and a packet of protein with you and just grab an overly priced water bottle from the airport and mix it up during flight. The shakes I drink have 36 grams of protein, 21 grams of carbs, 6 grams of fat, and are loaded with vitamins and minerals. So it's not just a whey protein shake, it's a complete meal replacement. So in traveling, I have two of them a day, and that gets me 72 grams of protein. Basilio sometimes does three shakes since he eats over 300 grams of protein a day. Besides the shakes, Basilios cooks me burgers on our grill every day unless we grab a rotisserie chicken from Whole Foods, or out west, there's a nice small store called Sprouts that I like to get groceries at. Once in a while, we grab a steak from a restaurant, and I take half of it to go so I can eat it cold as a snack later. Instead of a giant to-go box for my little bit of steak, I ask for tin foil to wrap the steak in so it fits my purse. Basilios gives me gross face when I whip out my foil-covered steak from my purse and start munching on it. Well, then he proceeds to drink one of those store-bought generic shitstorm shakes, so I give him gross face right back. If you're flying somewhere and don't care about eating meat cold like me, you could always get a solid meal at the airport with steak or chicken and take the extra protein with you on the flight, too. Sometimes you get stuck with an airport that only has fast food, so meal replacements and jerky will be your best bet in those situations. If you are flying and in contest prep and need to measure your food extra closely, you can cook your meat ahead of time and freeze it. Frozen meat will keep on a flight, especially if you wrap it in frozen veggies. You can't bring liquids on a flight, but you can bring food, so I use frozen veggies over those freezer packs. Measure your meat out ahead of time, pack them in individually wrapped Ziploc bags, label them, freeze them, and then pack them. Voila. For our carb sources, while we are on tour, Vasilios likes bananas and I like clementines, especially the smaller ones that tend to be sweeter. By the way, they are really easy to bring on flights too. The key with fruit on a road trip though is to make sure the fruit has a natural casing so it is less likely to attract flies. While traveling through Idaho, where it is pretty much all farms and there are flies everywhere you go, if Vasilios cut into a pineapple, within seconds there was a swarm of flies. I got so frustrated one day, I went to battle with the flies. I bought a $1 fly swatter from the gas station, hopped in the back of the van, and flung that fly swatter around like a madwoman until every fly was gone. Every time I got one, I would let out a good cheer. At first, Vasilios thought I was going crazy until I caught him grabbing the fly swatter, catching a flyer, and letting it out a good, take that motherfucker. As you can imagine, I wasted no time laughing and teasing him. <laughs> Getting our sources of fat in is pretty easy. Although I get the leaner ground beef, there is still fat in the beef. I supplement the fat with butter. Vasilios really likes the Kerrygold brand of butter and just bites into it like a candy bar. He gets a lot more fat and carbs than me, so our challenge is making sure we get his volume of food up every day. For fats, you can do things like almonds and other nuts too, but I'm liking the butter right now because it has barely any carbs and nuts have carbs. So having butter means I get to have more clementines for my carbs. On our long travel days between cities, our go-to protein snack is beef jerky. Beef jerky travels easy and is packed with protein, so it's great for when you are on the run. It's great if you're flying, too, because you don't have to worry about liquids. It's not easy finding beef jerky that is either tender or not loaded with chemicals. I grabbed an all-natural bag of jerky at a health food store one day, and I had to stop eating the jerky halfway through the bag to let my jaw relax. It was so tired of chewing. Plus, the flavor after a while became pretty pungent too. So I always make sure we have a bag or two of the brand we like on hand. We even found it at Walmart for much cheaper 
than at a gas station, so we stocked up whenever we get there. As for our workouts, I've been pretty fatigued from driving, lack of sleep, and intermittent sleep. So I've been listening to my body and making sure I get the workout in to sustain my muscle, but I haven't been really training to make gains for, for quite a few weeks now. My strength is still up and is actually climbing with some exercises, so I know I'm still okay for the time being. Plus, we have been in areas with high elevation, and that has greatly affected our workouts. Man, has it been a challenge to train in high altitude. People say it all the time, but you have to really experience it sometime to know what it's like. We were in Colorado and Utah a week ago where the elevation was around 5,000, and when trying to train, I would get lightheaded with every set. My strength was good, but the cardiovascular component restricted my total output. Right now in Santa Fe, the elevation is over 7,000 feet, so I'm taking more time in between sets to make sure I don't pass out. Even getting up and down from the floor when doing laundry makes me lightheaded. In another day or so, we will be heading to the San Antonio, Texas area, so we will be back to a lower elevation soon. But in the meantime, the goal is to get enough work in to keep up the momentum with my strength and muscle mass. We have a membership at a corporate gym that has a ton of locations around the country, so we have this gym as a fallback to get our workouts in no matter where we are in the country. What's been cool are some of the really cool non-corporate gyms we have stopped at along the way to get our workouts in. We did a couple pop-up mini interviews of the owners at a couple of these cool gyms, and I filmed a bunch of footage of the facilities too. I will be making some YouTube videos of these experiences, so be sure to search my name on YouTube, Michelle Welcome, and find my channel. We spoke with Ken Weber at his facility, The Brickyard in Milwaukee, which is known for its old school machines, and talked with him about the evolution of the gym environment over the past 40 years, since he has owned facilities and competed in bodybuilding since the 1970s. It really was a great interview. You're going to want to hear that. We also did a pop-up interview of Dan Pasholk from Madtown Fitness in Madison, Wisconsin. You might have seen the interview and tour John Meadows did a few years ago when he stopped by the facility. But since then, a lot has changed, and you'll hear about it in the mini-interview we did with Dan in his parking lot. The gym has a ton of unique equipment, and I especially loved all the leg machines. One standout for me that I absolutely loved about his gym is his new posing room. Dan built it himself, and there are mirrors from all angles, so you can see your physique from all angles. I filmed the room and the facility, and I will show you on YouTube, so check it out. Again, search my name on YouTube. Dan, by the way, was a really, really nice guy. We even talked with him about doing a pop-up posing clinic for all of his gym members the next time I'm in the area, and he was excited about it. So look out, we might be out that way again next year and doing a clinic with him. Speaking of, you guys, we are still on tour and will be in Texas for a bit before heading on over to North Carolina and then New York. Check out our tour dates and locations at eenbb.com and text me 702-637-0091 to schedule a one-on-one -on -one in-person posing lesson when we are in your area. You will get film footage and custom drills to do after your session, so you know the things to work on to help you excel at posing. So send me a text and let's connect. In the meantime, let me hold you accountable with your posing practice and jump on my weekly posing practice classes going on right now at weeklyposing.com. Or if you're new and you want to learn how to pose correctly from the start, come to one of my virtual posing clinics at posingpractice.com. I'm signing off for today since it's time to check out of our hotel, but I will be back next week with another interview. The most listened to episode of my podcast so far was episode seven with Jamie Pinder and all about performance enhancing drugs. My next interview is with someone who gives the male perspective of performance enhancing drugs and turns the protocols out there for men and women upside down. 
He is known for ruffling quite a few feathers because he calls out so-called gurus in our sport. I think you guys are really going to like what he has to say because it's very interesting. And if you get a chance, like, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes if you're listening there. If you're listening elsewhere, you can't leave a review, but you can share it in fitness groups to spread the word. If you see us on the road, honk and wave, or you can flip us off too. Talk to you guys next week. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories and more on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com.